Well, how's it going, friends? Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavere, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Genius Foods. In this episode of the show, I'm super excited to introduce you to my brilliant and very good friend, Kelly Levesque. Kelly is a holistic nutritionist, wellness expert, and celebrity health coach based in Los Angeles, California. She's worked with some of the top names in Hollywood, including Jessica Alba, Molly Sims, Chelsea Handler, and Emmy Rossum. And she's the author of the book, Body Love, Live in Balance, Weigh What You Want, and Free Yourself from Food Drama Forever. And over the course of the next hour, we're going to talk about a bunch of different things, but namely her Fab Four eating paradigm, which tells you exactly what to look out for at every meal so that you can feel full and nourished, healing your relationship with food while giving it the nutrition that it needs to feel great and age well. We're also going to go into her Fab Four smoothie and the reasoning behind why this combination of four special items works so well for her and her clients. She's gonna share with you a trick that you can do at home with a very commonly available piece of jewelry that you can use to kind of gauge whether or not you are in good health relative to um, how you were perhaps a few years ago. We're gonna talk about Kelly's favorite protein powders, the apps that she recommends to stay accountable to your dietary and lifestyle choices, and so much more, you guys. This episode is a wealth of information, and I have a feeling it's gonna be one that you're gonna come back to again and again. So before we get to it, I recommend taking out a pen and paper and maybe even taking notes. Kelly is just like a wealth of knowledge, and you're gonna to want to definitely hold on to the insights that she shares. But before we get to the show, I want to, let you know about two important things. One, the sponsor of this episode of the show is Four Sigmatic. I want to give a, uh, a warm shout out to them because they've stuck with the Genius Life since the beginning. They make a line of fantastic products infused with medicinal mushrooms. Now, everybody has their favorite Four Sigmatic product. I tend to like their Lion's Mane infused coffees because their coffees are instant, so I can throw them in my backpack when I'm out on the road for a talk. Um, and they come equipped with lion's mane mushroom, which limited evidence uh, suggests can help bolster cognitive function, which you know is very important to me. If you want to give anything that Four Sigmatic makes a try, which I recommend you do, head over to foursigmatic.com slash max or use promo code max and you'll get to save 15% off of your entire order. They're putting out new and exciting products all the time. They've got um, a protein powder that they recently released. They've got elixirs with all different types of ancient mushrooms that can assist with everything from chilling out to increasing your energy for your workouts. So again, foursigmatic.com slash max or promo code max, you'll get to say 15% off of everything on their website. The second thing that I want to tell you guys about is that I am hosting a very special event with my friends at Belcampo at the very beginning of October, which is just next month. It's called Meat Camp, although they're calling it Wellness Camp because it's the first time that we've ever collaborated. And it's gonna be an unforgettable experience where you and whoever you wanna bring with you basically go up to Belcampo Farms. Belcampo is um, one of the finest purveyors of grass-fed and pasture-raised beef, uh, pork, and eggs, and chicken um, that I'm familiar with up at the base of Mount Shasta in Northern California. And for an unforgettable weekend, you're going to get to hang out with me and Anya, who you might have heard on my podcast in a previous episode, learning vital culinary skills like how to properly use a knife, how to properly grill a burger over an open flame, make 
perfect steaks and the like. It's going to be incredible. If you want to learn more, all you got to do is go to belcampo.com slash meetcamp. And uh, if you scroll down, you will see Wellness Camp with Max Lugavere, October 2019. I highly recommend um, joining up for this. There are very limited spots left. You're going to get to glamp under the stars in a luxury tent, or you can bring your own tent for a uh, less expensive ticket. Those are limited as well. But if you are interested in an incredible culinary experience and getting to really see where your food comes from and eat super high quality um, and healthful meats and eggs and vegetables and things like that for a weekend in Northern California, hit up bellcampo.com slash meetcamp to learn more and sign up. All right, guys. Now, without further ado, I cannot wait to dive into this chat with the brilliant and beautiful Kelly Levesque. So strap on your seatbelts. Let's rock. Kelly Levesque, what's up? How you doing? Hey, Max. I'm so happy that you're here on my podcast. It's always fun to hang out with you and so exciting to be on your podcast. This was like a long time in the making because we go really far back. I feel like you're one of my first friends in the health and wellness world. Yeah. I remember when I was in New York and I was out there literally launching my book and I walked into Inde <laughs> and you were sitting there <laughs> and we were like trying to meet up in New York. Yes. And I was sneaking out of my friend's apartment to go get food because I was just burnt out from interviews and stuff and there you were it was like the world serendipitously wanted us to hang out so was that the first time that we had met in person were we like texting before that yeah wow yeah that was the first time amazing yeah and you and we were talking about your book and you it was um you and dr paul yeah and uh, yeah and um and we just yeah we were like geeking out so awesome you had this like I was so in awe you had this like massive like following online and you were like this celebrity nutritionist with all these like, you know, amazing actresses that I'd had crushes on my whole life. And then Jess, you show up. Jess, if you're up. listening and it doesn't work out with cash, I know someone who would take you on a date. I would totally take you on a date. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, now, now that I'm blushing, um, what are we going to talk about on this episode of the show. I feel like there's so much that we can cover. We've like been on a million panels together, but you're, I feel like your most, um, your thing is the fab four, yeah. which is this really cool, like eating paradigm, which I think is really effective. And so, yeah, Thank let's you. start there. Yeah. So what I basically created was a po- something that was positively reinforcing for my clients. I wanted them to think about what they should be eating, not what they shouldn't be eating. I think we live in this, world. And when I look back at the early 2000 and even the 1990s, you're like, everything was about a diet. Like, what are you cutting out and how are you depriving yourself? And instead, I just wanted people to focus on whole foods and get what their body needed at every meal. And as it turns out, those four things also help to regulate over eight hunger hormones in your body. They help your body naturally maintain its blood sugar balance and keep you from spiking up really, really high and crashing down hard, um, which also helps lower the amount of insulin flooding through your system. It's anti-inflammatory, it's cellular carbohydrates, which we can dig into too. But basically the fab four is protein, fat, fiber, and leafy greens or Mm. something deep in color. So you could be someone who is paleo and you're having, you know, a grass-fed steak and you're having broccoli roasted with a little bit of avocado oil. So there's your fiber and something green and some fat and how can we add even more 
you know, bang for our buck there? Can we have a, a mixed green salad to start? So it's always about helping my clients, whether, you know, they're pescatarian and they're having, you know, lettuce cup fish tacos or they're out at a restaurant. Like I saw you went to Thai the other night and you love that place. So good. <laughs> like you had the Fab Four on your plate. Like you had like a curry sauce, which is your fat. You had the salmon, which has fat and protein, omega-3s. You you love salmon. I love salmon. So good. And then you have those veggies on the side that are getting you the fiber and the phytochemicals that your body needs to protect itself. So when for me, um, and when you look at the books out there about nutrition and you really look at the biochemistry, you need to get essential amino acids and essential fatty acids from your food, no matter what lifestyle you're living. Mm. And the fiber and greens piece for me was really about getting people what they needed in, to proliferate their gut microbiome, to really make sure that that healthy back bacteria was continuing to survive. And it's really interesting to see some of the research where, you know, if people don't have, have fiber in their diets, you can have strain die off which means you're not passing that strain of bacteria onto your children. Hmm. And so you're not only, you know, it's, it's important how much fiber our grandparents ate and yeah. how their microbiome looks. And what we're passing down is based on ensuring that we're not, you know, breaking it down with chemicals and prescription medications and all the junk out there in, in processed horrible food, but also that we're making sure that we're, ingesting some form of soluble fiber so that that bacteria can proliferate. So it, I think of it as like, it should be essential in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure I could have a debate with a carnivore, someone on the carnivore diet. And <laughs> I, I would love to hear that. I, I like to look at that as like more of, and Dr. Will Cole and I talk about this, have talked about this in the past. It's more of like a, we would maybe use that, um, as a cleanse or something to really like calm inflammation and calm the body. Um, but I don't know, I want something that's sustainable and the fab four feels sustainable to me until I'm 90 or hundred years old. It really makes me feel positive about myself, whether I'm out at a restaurant and I'm ordering out or I'm making food at home. You know, I'm always looking for, um, I'm always looking for that mix, not only just to get what I need, but also to create weight. So, um, whenever there's weight in the stomach and those stretch receptors, mm. uh, um, you know, are, are affected, then ghrelin calms. So, you know, I have people out there just drinking juice or like barely eating anything. And I want to be the, I want to be the nutritionist with my female clients. And I do have male clients too, but I, I have predominantly female clients where I'm giving them permission to eat protein, to eat enough food, to feel full and, um, and to really like look for the highest quality, most nutrient dense foods. Yeah. I love that. I mean the fab, so two of the ingredients of the fab four are protein and fiber. And those literally, I mean, are the two most satiating tools at your disposal Absolutely. to feel full. Do you find a lot of, a lot of women are, they feel like they don't deserve to feel that, that sensation of fullness or they don't want to because it's an uncomfortable feeling or that it, it makes them feel like they're going to gain weight or what is it about that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a mental piece there where feeling full makes you feel bad about yourself. But what I, I mean, it's interesting because I, I reference sushi full a lot with my clients. Like when you go eat 
sushi and you leave, but you don't feel bloated and super full, you can feel that way with the fab four. It's like whenever you sit down to a nice piece of protein and some veggies, um, with a healthy fat, even if you're using a light starch, like a butternut squash or a spaghetti squash, you're not going to feel that Thanksgiving full. And that's actually a really calming, good feeling. And I think, and I have seen it lower anxiety and stress with women with a prior past history of deprivation and yo-yo dieting. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking at, you know, there's intermittent fasting is obviously really, really popular, but with women who have had a past eating disorder, I, I, I really don't recommend starting their day at 2 p.m. Hmm. You know, I'm more of I'm more of a 10 a.m. to a 5 or 6 p.m. type of a person. And I'll reference studies for them that, that support that. Like there was one study that showed um, a 1,400 calorie diet, 500 calories at lunch, and then it was 700 and 200 the rest of the day. And they did a swap where dinner was 700 for half the group and dinner um, breakfast was 700 for half the group and the people who ate a lighter dinner that 200 calorie dinner actually lost twice as much it was like nine pounds versus four pounds and then decreased all of their insulin um their glucose you know inflammatory markers and so i really like to give them permission to like fill up and feel good not spike and crash with something like a waffle or a bagel. Obviously, we're not talking about that type of food, but to feel full and to feel calm um, when they start to feel hungry. Yeah. Because I think they, it's really easy to get caught up in all of these fads and not actually question, is this good for me or right for me with my past health history or how I eat in the past? Because what I was seeing clinically and when working with clients is 2 p.m. would hit and these girls would overeat or or eat a lot of processed foods or a lot of high carbohydrates. And we see when you're fasting and then you go to actually feeding, if you're eating, feeding on a high glycemic meal, inflammatory markers and glucose go higher than if you would have just had protein a few hours prior. Yeah. So, um, yeah, long story short, it really is just like working with clients and finding out who they are as a person and helping as a consultant, just looking at their day and saying, well, we could, you know, you could hit your goals by just bringing dinner to like the hour that my grandma eats, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have to be rocket science. That's what I try to do. I try to eat relatively like I, I used to, when I first became interested in intermittent fasting, I was less convinced that the window mattered, like where you were to place that window in, in terms of your day. Like I would eat from noon to 8 PM. Sometimes I would wait until 2 PM to have my first meal and then I would go until 10 PM. But I think I'm you know, as the data continues to come out, and it's like an evolving science, as you as you mentioned, I'm more convinced that it's better to skew that uh, that eating window earlier in the day. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, circadian sync. Yeah, I mean, right. we're diurnal creatures, right? So, I'll eat from maybe like 10 a.m. to or 11 a.m. to maybe 7 p.m. or something Perfect. like that. Yeah, I mean, I love that. Like, you can feel, and and I also even just having that window, like you said, say it's 10 or 11 to six or seven, I can give my clients freedom with more in quantity and calories. And, um, as long as they understand the, a little bit of science behind it and they understand, you know, that their kombucha is going to cause the release of insulin and it might cause them to have a elevated blood sugar and a crash, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, there are things sometimes that come up where, where just adding a matcha latte from, you know, this 
fancy hipster place in West Hollywood without realizing it's a barista blend almond milk and it has like fillers and emulsifiers and it isn't high quality matcha, but it's got a cool place to take a picture is yeah. maybe not the best option for them. What's the difference between, I feel like there's being full and feeling satiated and being bloated. Yeah. I mean, well, I would say small intestinal bacterial overgrowth aside. So if someone has SIBO um, and they feel really bloated all the time, I would say we need to, you probably need to see a gastro or a functional MD and really get checked, um, do a breath test to check for that. Mm. Um, But generally, I think personally, like bloated for me comes with processed carbohydrates, sugar, or alcohol. And if I pull that from a client's diet, it could even be and for some, it might even be grains or beans. Like it, it's really depends on the person. It really depends on how those are processed. Yeah. Are they sprouted? Um, what's the quality, right? But if we're pulling back to, to really those healthy pasture-raised proteins, vegetables, even cooked vegetables versus raw vegetables and healthy fats, and they eat a meal, they really shouldn't feel bloated, Yeah, you know? And I think people automatically assume, oh, they're going to feel bloated if it's a, a fat and salt heavy meal. And that isn't always the case at all. Right. You know, that can actually make you feel calm and satisfied, right? So fat can initiate the release of cholecystokinin. Fiber will double it. So Cholo what? CCK. CCK. Yeah. Um, so Our old friend CCK. I've never heard of CCK. CCK, just um, what, oh, what you, is that, hormone? Oh, you geek on that. Oh, um, man. Cholecystokinin, yeah, it's a satiety hormone. So wow. it's released um, with the presence of fat. Hmm. And when we're eating a fiber-rich diet, we actually can double the production. Wow. So it's, yeah. And, and it's funny because I'm not a... I'm not a a high fat diet. I just have had so many clients in the past, whether they're open about it with their friends or not eating, you know, steamed broccoli and a lean chicken breast. And I'm like, we could all feel a lot more full if you had a little bit of like, you know, pesto with that. Or if you went for salmon or a grass fed beef over this like quote unquote fat free chicken breasts that (laughs) looks like the things that some of us stick on our boobs for a dance party. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's what we call them. (laughs) That is so funny. I had a chat with, um, you'd love this guy, Chris Masterjohn. Are you familiar with him? He's a PhD. One of my favorite nutrition experts, and we talked about the lean chicken breast diet, which is like what any healthy eater of, you know, of the eighties and nineties would have basically focused on for their primary source of protein, right? Like the lean chicken breast, because lean protein was like what we what we wanted to do to avoid the nasty saturated fat and cholesterol and things like that. Right. But there's so many problems associated with that diet. I mean, first of all, you don't get the healthy fat, but I mean, what we talked about was like the lack of collagen. Vitamin D, B vitamins, yeah. like all the good stuff that you get from... Yeah. Salmon or grass-fed beef or even egg yolks. Exactly. I mean, Healthy fats, healthy animal fats. People are so afraid of it. What? So how do you, when you get a client um, and you're just starting to initiate the Fab Four, like how do you get them to start eating more fiber so that they aren't bloated? Because I feel that sometimes if you just plunge right away into like eating lots of, you know, more legumes or more... Uh, cruciferous vegetables, then you can get that like bloated feeling, right? Right. Um, so one of my favorite fiber sources that I don't 
find adds a lot of bloating is acacia fiber. Hmm. So acacia fiber is from the acacia tree. It's a powder. Um, and I don't do like, I obviously do use protein powders. Um, majority of the fiber in some of my smoothies are chia and flax. Hmm. So, but acacia fiber is really interesting. I've blended it into dressings and in on smoothies, it's a hundred percent soluble fiber and it, with two tablespoons gives you 10 grams of soluble fiber. Um, So even just like one tablespoon into a dressing or into coffee is great. Um, And what's interesting is when you look at it, the majority of Americans get 13 to 15 grams of fiber a day. You know, our ancestors got close to 100. The USDA recommends 30 grams, but majority of us aren't even getting 30 grams. When you look at how hard it is to get even 10 grams of fiber in one meal, for a lot of us, that's tough. I mean, we go to Erwan a lot and we get that protein meal. I know yeah. it's like, we're so, so lucky that we have that grocery store close to us over by me on the West side and over here by you so in great. WeHo. Um, Cause they use such quality things. But when you look at that, even that little meal, a, you know, a cup of broccoli is four grams of fiber. So we're trying, like mm. we're having this meal with protein and like two servings of vegetables and broccoli's a cruciferous vegetable. So it's higher in fiber than leafy greens. Whereas like you can have two cups of spinach and get like one to two grams of fiber. Yeah. So people are really surprised to hear when they're having just like a regular leafy green salad that they're only getting a couple grams of fiber. So yeah. I look for things like, you know, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity vegetable eater as long as it's not like, I guess, peas or corn most of the time Mm -hmm. um i like everything so um whether it's like out at a building a salad at a salad bar like an air one or um you know a sweet cream for me or whatever i'm looking for okay can i add like shredded carrot and broccoli and cucumber and tomatoes and i'm looking for all that color and all that fiber because i know how hard it is to get there but what about so i mean like sometimes i'll talk to girls like so when I, I eat lots of vegetables and I can eat a whole bowl of broccoli, for example, and mm-hmm. I don't feel bloated, I don't have any digestive like symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. but then I'll talk to some people just conversationally and, you know, it turns out that for a lot of people, cruciferous vegetables can cause like gas, bloating. How do you, I mean, handle those like individual mm-hmm. scenarios where somebody doesn't feel like they can tolerate cruciferous vegetables? Um, for those that don't like tolerate cruciferous vegetables from a digestive standpoint um we'll use other vegetables Mm. like asparagus and um cucumber or whatever they feel most comfortable with the last thing i want to do is sit down with a client and be like but these are the benefits of sulforaphane yeah or i'll just say like hey like arugula is a cruciferous vegetable and that's a leafy it's an easier leafy green and you can get the benefits there like my whole goal when sitting down with clients is to make them feel really good about the choices they're making not bad about the choices they're not making right and i think you know, to each their own. Another thing to consider would be whether you work with a functional MD or you do a uh, hydrochloric acid test on yourself. A lot of, a lot of the women I work with are type A overachievers who are really stressed out. And when doing a hydrochloric acid test with either a functional MD that I uh, refer them out to, or, you know, they do it on their own. A lot of them are surprised to see that you know, it takes them three or four pills before they even feel warm, Hmm. you know, or, um, even just adding a digestive enzyme for them might be supportive. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not in the game of recommending a bunch of supplements. I like to have diagnostic testing and blood tests and, um, 
a functional MD on my team when we're when making those recommendations. I'm really a minimalist personally, like a, a good multi with Bs, an omega three D, magnesium at night, maybe digestive enzymes if I'm feeling really stressed out. Yeah. I I'm pretty. I'm pretty minimal when it comes to that stuff. I really like to get it from my food. But if I'm having a problem or if someone's having a problem that I don't feel like we can fix by either eliminating some foods or adding some simple supplementation, then it's I'm all about getting them to someone who can really get them their own, um, you know, kind of like a workup on their body, yeah. which is really important. Super important. So, yeah, I mean, so not being able to digest certain foods could be a function of like just not having enough stomach acid. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and people are so afraid of stomach acid, right? I mean, like like acid reflux. Oh my gosh, I have too much stomach acid. I'll just take a proton pump inhibitor, like an Asifex or a Prilosec, and I will shut down proton pumps in my stomach that release hydrochloric acid. That's a huge problem. You're talking about not absorbing calcium. You're, you're, you're not absorbing the nutrients from your food. You're not digesting and breaking down your food. You're you know, the probiotic bacteria that lives in, in your gut is not, it's not fermenting it the right way. I mean, it's, it's, that's a bandaid fix. That's going to cause major problems later. So for me, it's like the importance of stomach acid. First, you'd want to make sure the lower esophageal sphincter doesn't have any type of hernia and it completely closes. But another thing to remember is the, the suction and the actual closing of that sphincter happens because the the acidity of the stomach is so high. So if it's not, if you're not having a, a, a strong closure there, you might actually be low in stomach acid and having acid reflux. So that's what functional MDs will look at. They'll actually supplement with hydrochloric acid. You feel like you have acid reflux. Why would you, why should you be taking acid? But what they find is acid reflux goes away. Wow. So it's all that counterintuitive stuff that I get really excited about and like, you know, like to have people who see, um, like, I guess a traditional MD really sit down with a functional MD and look at like, maybe like, what is the issue? Like I just had a client the other day and she, um, has polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is insulin resistance manifesting itself in your ovaries. And, um, and you know, it's the number one cause of infertility Hmm. and, her blood test, like a regular quest diagnostic, basic bare bones blood test shows, oh, her glucose is fine. Her A1C is fine, which that's a totally other story why that might not be the best diagnostic test. But like looking at that, she's fine. And I was like, you know what? You're having a massive amount of anxiety anytime you eat anything that has like a form of carbohydrates in it. I want you to use a glucometer. And we got her a glucometer for 50 bucks from CVS and she tracked it. And 10 days ago, this happened. And she texts me over the weekend and she's like, my blood sugar is up to 170. Two hours later, it was 210. I was like, you need to call your doctor. We're not even in pre-diabetic state here. We're, we're like in a diabetic state, but she has such hyper, like her body just hyper response. Blood sugar jacks up really high. She's producing a bunch of insulin. She's crashing really, really hard, but it's staying elevated for a few days. And, you know, we know that elevated blood sugar in women especially is, is really hard on the brain, you know, and that's scary, Mm -hmm. but her diagnostic testing is showing, oh, she's fine. Her blood sugar, you know, her fasting blood sugar, the day she took her quest test when she was eating probably clean leading up to it isn't 85, nothing that would flag a doctor to be like, that's really high for fasting blood sugar. Wow. 
So she was having all those like postprandial spikes, like those like... Yeah. Wow. So we were testing. So we would test fasting and then I oh, I have her test like right before she eats just to get a baseline and then we'll do an hour, two hours and three hours after her meal. And every now and then I'll do that with a client. I'm not... Like I said, I'm, I really don't want people to feel like they're on a diet or feel anxiety about the way they eat. That's not what I'm looking for. But if I have someone who really likes numbers and really wants to understand how specific foods affect them, because you could eat a pizza and I could eat a pizza. And based on our digestive juices, our, you know, like everything that's happening in digestion and we're chewing, like what does our gut microbiome look like? What is our, what are our hormones? Like the effect on us individually is so drastically different. And so that's, the cheapest way and the most accessible way for me to give my clients a little more information. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it might be something where her doctor might recommend something like a metformin. Hmm. So we're waiting to find out what his recommendation will be. And I don't, you know, with my past life being in like Western medicine and medical, um, you know, I, my first job out of college was pharma. Talk about love and other drugs. Really? Kill yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, it, it, was a, it, was, it was my way of scratching the itch of nutrition because I got to read studies mm-hmm. and explain them to doctors every day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, it'll be interesting to see. I'm not, I'm not totally anti-medication when it comes to certain things um, that, can, that can support people. Right. Um, but it's, a, it's been a great learning you know, for us to see like how she really is affected. And these were grain-free tortillas at a taco party that she had. Wow. So we're not talking, oh, she like went off the bandwagon and like right. had Dr. Pepper and Funyuns. Oh, like, man. <laughs> which in my past life would be great. Really? <laughs> I want to know about your past life. Let's, yeah. So how did you get, how did you, what made you decide to go down the path that you went down like and become a nutritionist and... Yeah. You know, the Kelly, the Be Well by Kelly that we know of today. Like what, give me sort of like the backstory. Well, I called my dad the summer before my senior year of, in the summer before my senior year of college at SC and I started crying and was like, I should be pre-med or an RD or kinesiology. Like I had taken nature of human health and disease and biochem and I took, I saved all my sciences for junior year Hmm. and then had a meltdown and was like, this is what I'm obsessed with. I knew that I always loved health and nutrition. Like my favorite class in high school was health and I read all the books and I had shape and women's health and all sort of the light touch points delivered to my house when I was in high school. Um, I read Atkins and South Beach and that I was getting little bits of scientific information along the way through those. But I mean, nature of human health and disease was the best grade I ever got at SC. Wow. And, um, so then I called my dad and he was like, yeah, well, no, <laughs> unless you want to pay for it yourself. Was your dad a doctor? No, my dad's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. So my dad, yeah, owns like storage facilities and tow yards and um, a Carl's Jr. Wow. Random, random stuff. So did you have, you were just, nat- you had this natural inclination towards health science. Was there pressure from the parents to become like a doctor or? No, there was no. pressure from my parents to be in business finance and end up in real estate. Got it. So um, I remember the summer after my sophomore year of college, I worked for a real estate like some a big commercial real estate guy and I basically like printed and organized like property pamphlets Yikes. it was the worst ever <laughs> so um but it you know it really solidified that I still really love this stuff 
and I could make it a career if I wanted to go be a doctor, but I didn't think about the career that I have now as being even an option. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about sitting down as a consultant with clients and just looking at their day and seeing, okay, you travel for work or you're at home or you have kids and I'm really working on those daily strategies to implement healthy eating. Like we're, we talk about the things like intermittent fasting and um, their blood tests and the initial consultation. But what I'm really doing on the day to day is going, well, if you can't make dinner, can we make a healthy PDF menu from places like Erwan or maybe for you, it would be the Thai place, you know, that's clean. And in your it's not that non-emotional state, right. writing down what you would order if you were to take care of yourself in the best way. And then instead of getting on Postmates and Uber Eats and finding yourself down a rabbit hole ordering a pizza, you look at your healthy menu and how you would, quote unquote, love your body through action. Like that's really important to me. The whole theme of my books is body love. And it's not about being the person who looks in the mirror and goes, I just love myself. Like, no, you, you got to like show through action that you love yourself. Like, are you working out? Like, are you put? are you giving yourself the good inputs? That's how you love your body. Cause when you start to do that, it doesn't matter what size you are. You look in the mirror and you're like, hot damn, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you think about this movement towards like the, the haze or healthy at any size? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you encounter that? Yeah, Instagram? absolutely. And I think if my clients feel strong and they are eating healthy, you, you can be healthy at any size. Um, but that really comes down to blood testing too. Like what is your C-reactive protein? What is your interleukin-6? Like what are these inflammatory markers? Like what's your blood sugar? How are your female hormones? Like I'm looking for, I'm looking for data to show me that. Right. So. Um, is it common? I mean, can you see somebody? I mean, because you said, you know, the word any has mm-hmm. big implications, mm-hmm. no pun intended. If you see somebody who's severely overweight, is it? It's Would not you very... expect to see good good blood markers? No. No. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, but it's different between it it really it's just not as common. Mm. It's just not as common. Yeah. But I also have seen very quote unquote thin looking individuals with really high inflammatory markers and really poor glucose control and you know, they've grown up genetically being able to handle whatever they eat and they never learned how to take care of themselves and they never learned how to eat healthy protein and vegetables. And they've been really stressed out and on a lot of caffeine and it shows. And that, that person feels pretty bad about their body too. And someone who maybe is a larger size looking at that person saying, oh, they have nothing to worry about. And like, that's, you know, they don't understand. I look at both of those blood tests and would rather be a size eight than a size two. If the size eight has good work, good sleep habits and works out regularly and feels happy and less anxiety and is eating healthy and taking care of themselves and getting their body what they need. So I think that's where for me, it really like body love, like at the end of the day is about like, how are you loving on your body with what you're eating, what you're doing, what you, how you talk to yourself, how you put your, do you put yourself to bed or are you binging bachelor, you know, ask yourself. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It's just, I just really want to help. Yeah, no, it's a crucial point that you can be totally, you can be thin and you can nonetheless be metabolically obese. You can be essentially Absolutely. obese on the inside and you can be, you know, obese and then you can have, I guess, markers that, that show, metabolic health. Mm -hmm. But I think even if you're overweight, 
you can absolutely make shifts in your diet that even independent of calorie intake, energy balance, and weight loss, you can, you know, start to shift yourself to, towards a, a more positive nutritional status, for example. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I think that that, when you talk about, you know, the experience that you went through with your mom and when you think about what it means to live this life, you, we, we all want to be functioning like brain, body, when we get there at that later point in life. And so these like quick fix, change something for right now sort of things, it's like consistency will always outpace fads. Like use these little fads as tools, see if they're working for you personally, add them in to, to change, you know, your blood tests or to feel better, but don't live or die by the, those little tools, I think the real, the real rubber hits the road when we're consistent with just bouncing off the midline. Like I talk a lot about a a pendulum ball with my clients Mm -hmm. because I have those clients that'll go to Coachella, rage, eat at all the like food vendors, not sleep, and then come back and they want me to put them on a cleanse. And I'm like the bumper on the bowling lane. That's like, no, like you just need to go back to being consistent, eating clean, eating clean. And if you want to do something drastic, mm-hmm. like shrink your eating window to my grandma's hours, you know, 10 to six, work out in the morning, put yourself to bed early that the next few nights after. And then let's check in with how you feel. One big, um, a big marker for women is we, a lot of us wear rings. It's very popular for women to wear multiple rings. And I always use that. Like, how are your rings spinning right wow. now? You know, that's always an easy tool to, to see like how much inflammation is happening, how much water retention is happening. Whereas like, you know, our sodium potassium balance. And, um, and so that really, that's like a little thing that I'll use, but it's very tempting, especially in past yo-yo dieting mentality to come back from a weekend like that and go like, I'm going to do a juice cleanse or I'm going to only eat one meal a day and I'm going to join a boot camp. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like let's get consistent because we're not going to make those aggressive choices at Coachella and come back and try to do an aggressive cleanse if we can just sort of swing off the midline. Um, and it's really popular. It's really um, it's something that we, like a lot of women that I work with want to do is they want it to be a perfect day where they're controlling everything perfectly. Their food, food is so emotional. Like we grew up I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure probably in the same way. Like my mom would be like, you scored three soccer goals. Let's get, <laughs> you know, 31 flavors. You know, like you got an A on that test. Like I'm making you whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And my mom used to fry. I mean, she still does. Like tacos in vegetable oil, like Oof. taco shells and taco chips. And every time I come home, I'm like, mom can't do this but the fact that my mom is like putting spinach in a smoothie instead of cracking a red can of coke every morning like I'm making I'm making strides with her health you know and it's meeting people like my mom halfway and saying like how can we look at the things that are really creating inflammation in your body or might be causing breakdown and make swaps yeah and then we'll go for those reach goals of like quote-unquote perfect day but like Wellness is totally unattainable. There is so no, no such thing as perfect. It's always like, what? Do you, how are you enjoying that journey? Yeah. Can you speak 
a little bit about um, because you're a nutritionist to the stars. Like you work with like people who are on the cover of People Magazine all the time. Like in the- you were just in People Magazine. I don't know what you're talking. I about. was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty. I mean, that's two blushes in one session, Max. <laughs> it, that was amazing. Um, super, super grateful. But you, okay, you work with like we, you know, Jessica Alba. Who? So there's like this like level of. I feel like the common perception that people have is that the bodies that they have and the health and the wellness that they have is like unattainable. <laughs> What's like the secret sauce? Like, is it that they get to work with like brilliant people like you who are maybe like hard to reach for? you know, an average person or not, or is it that they work with the best trainers or is it like simple things that people listening to this podcast can do and integrate? Is it like, it's, it's just the consistency. Like they get to outsource their to-do list. Like, would you eat healthy and work out if Max, some trainer showed up at your door, bang, 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 (laughs) Max, let's go work out. Like you'd have to go work out. You signed up. Like some of them you know, the ones that, that don't get the bodies that they want and we're not meeting, maybe I have like specific goals for a role and I, we're getting measurements done and they have a cat suit to be in or something like that. Like they have deadlines. It's their job. Let's keep that in mind. Like yeah. most of us have jobs that require us to sit behind a computer at a cubicle, really the most unhealthy type of <laughs> job, right? Their yeah. job it, it requires them to kind of look a specific way. So there's one thing, but two, it's like, it's like, people who hold them accountable. So I'm always looking for, I mean, even in my personal life, ways that my friends or other people can hold me accountable or if I'm having a hard time doing it myself because self-motivation, it's one of those things that we can get discouraged. Like I have clients who get on Instagram and look at other hot girls and or these what the bodies they quote unquote want and they get discouraged and go eat cookies versus <laughs> getting going to the gym you right. know so it's really getting tribal and using your community to support you i think that the, your community can be so valuable and they might be paying to have someone help them work out or give them a facial or a chef that makes them meals and i might be talking to their chef more than i'm talking to them um but it's really easy to implement something when it's easy yeah, or when you have accountability. And so I'm always looking for ways to hold other people accountable. Like I use this, I just started using this app called spar, which, um, my friends Blake and Kyle started. And what this app does is it's like Snapchat, but it's video check-ins. And so I'm doing a fab four smoothie challenge where you have to drink your smoothie by 11 AM Wow! and it's 21 days. And guess what? If you don't drink your smoothie and just post the video, like, I wore my retainers in one video. I mean, this is like, it's not, it's not trying to be cute. You can just post the smoothie. It's accountability. If you don't post it, you pay four bucks because you missed your fab four. Hmm. And so then all the winners, we split the winnings. So what ends up happening is they get greater than 90% uh, follow through from people using this app. So there are things like that app, which can really help people and hold them accountable. Or maybe you're like, I want to do breath work or meditation. Like for me personally, the meditation apps don't work that well. Like I just, it just feels like another thing on my to-do list where I love the app state, which is Brian McKenzie and, um, Dr. Huberman. And it's a breath work app and you, depending on which one you click, you can do breath work to feel focused or to prepare for sleep. And it's like a couple minutes. Wow. So those type of things that either can support you because they're giving you the tools or they're giving you the accountability, that's all, that's all that they have that you don't, Yeah. you know, and it doesn't have to be 
a chef that's costing thousands of dollars. Like it, it could literally be you and your friends getting on the spar app and saying, let's do meal planning every Sunday for a month. Let's do it together. And like you have to post your, you know, your pre-made meals on Mondays and Thursdays and you're cooking for in three days, you know, increments. That wouldn't be that hard. And if you were doing it with your friends and you got excited about it, yeah, you would just do it and it'd be done. Yeah. So true. Having people that you're accountable to. And if you don't have friends in your life that are going to hold you accountable and demand better from you or the best of you, then use social media, use an app, use whatever you've got to, yeah. to stay the course. Right. I mean, I've had people, like I have a client who decided, like really wanted to get into Pilates and kept like kind of falling out. Like she just was like, do it one day a week. And I'm like, this is the kind of workout where you have to get really consistent with it because you're not, you're not lifting really heavy. Like, and you're, you're, I really feel like this is something that you would have the body, the quote unquote Pilates body if you got really consistent with it. And she just couldn't do it. And I'm like, you know what? They're doing a teacher training. They require you to be at the studio four days a week and then do like teacher training hours. Like if you love it that much, why don't you just sign up for it? And now you know, fast forward two years later, she has a reformer at her house. She's teaching personal. She's on a reformer every single day. It's her. Mm-hmm. And she always wanted it, but it's, it's just getting over that hump yeah. and then getting the momentum. Yeah. So it's amazing. So it's not like the fact that they're all, I mean, having money helps, but it's really consistency. That's like the secret sauce. Yeah. I mean, I think the things that like stand out to me that they might have that you might, we, I say you, but I'm like in my two bedroom apartment <laughs> with no <laughs> nightstands, you know, um, that, that, I might not have would be like, okay, they, they may have purchased an infrared sauna for their house. They may have a chef that gives them their meals. Um, but I'll tell you right now and Maxwell too, like if you want to do intermittent fasting, get up, wait a few hours before you, you know, work out first, eat after like, and have an early dinner. You did it. Like, you know, and there are things that I've used in the past. Like there are these little containers on Amazon with a lock and a timer so I'm not above having these clients, having my clients buy these things for their pantry because they'll put their kids snacks in it. And when their kids bedtime hits, they set the alarm on the top of this um, little container and it locks them out of their kids snacks the time at the time they decide. That exists? Yes. It's a container that locks for a set amount of time? Yes. I feel like that would also be amazing for like your, to put your smartphone in. Absolutely. For like a Shabbat from your we like should, technology. We should totally do a spar challenge with the locking food containers for your phone. Do you know the name? Like what's the name of it so people can go I, and check it out? It's on my Amazon list. I'll send it to you for the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. That's amazing. Yeah. So people like people ask me like why I should be able to do, I should be able to not eat um, goldfish. And I'm like, no offense. I grew up mowing down goldfish, watching TJF all the way through junior high. So if you have that nostalgic... I know what that tastes like. It does taste like fake cheese, but I still want to eat it. You don't need to feel bad about yourself about that. But it's like n- you wouldn't tell an alcoholic to go have a soda water at a bar. You know, it's like they have to get over that hump of being non-emotionally attached to that. And so a lot of times I'll take someone and I will kind of like slow them out of their emotional attachment or pull them out in a slow way. So if I have someone who drinks Coke, I might say, okay, let's switch to Zevia. Now let's switch to a, 
you know, something like what we're like a, a sparkling water that uses just a little bit of fruit juice or citrus. And, and then they're not as emotionally attached to the soda. Yep. They're scared of it for sure. But they're not, they're not having that craving where they're driving home from work and they're like, I'm going to pull through fast food yeah. to get one, you know? So it's that or it's cold turkey. There's two ways to do it and it depends on the client. Yeah. I personally feel like I have to quit my trigger foods, cold turkey. Yeah. Because it's one, you know, I, I, I've used the metaphor. It's like breaking the seal for me once I've had like uh you know, but just give me an example. Like one, of pe- donuts. one of Crosby's donuts. One of Crosby's donuts or cookies or, yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, just cracking open a pint of like, you know, ice cream that's like marketed as healthy. I can't eat just like a quart. I can't eat the serving size. It's like impossible. No, for me. I know. I have to eat like half the pint or the whole pint. But for me, it's very easy to not break that seal. When yeah. I'm at a restaurant and the bread basket comes, I can totally easily not try the bread. But once I try the bre- bread, it becomes exponentially more difficult for me to moderate my consumption. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's so many people too. And it's and it gets to the point where I will tell a client, like, if you don't feel like you have the self-control to not have the bread, it you might think that it's annoying, but you sit down, you look at the waiter and say, we're not going to have the bread, thanks. Yeah. Don't even let them put it down in front of you because, I mean why are you torturing yourself like that and trying to show that you're mentally strong against these highly palate, what you call highly palatable yeah. foods, Max? Yes. Like that is, you're just going to get up after having a bite and then mowing half the basket and feel really bad about yourself. Yeah. And that's not how you should feel about your food because you have beg- better, bigger things to do that don't require you beating yourself up about your food choices. So let's not put things in front of us that are going to make us feel that way. Yeah. One of the keys of your, one of the sort of keystones of your protocol that seems to be something I get a lot of people, you know, asking me what I think about, you know, your Fab Four smoothie. Yeah. But it's something that your clients begin their days with. And yeah, tell us about that. So what is this Fab Four smoothie? Well, so a couple things. I started consulting in 2012 and this was at a time when it was the juicing craze and smoothie bars were popping up everywhere. And what I was seeing was a banana blended with a date with a tablespoon of goji berries, some granola on top, might sweeten it with agave. And if you wanted to add protein, the <laughs> plant-based protein was an option to add. Wow. You know, so what I saw was this complete misunderstanding of how our bodies worked on a biological level and what would happen. People saying, oh, it's fruit. It's good for you. I'm like, yeah, but we realize that most of the sugar that you eat is coming from beets, which is a vegetable. Like, I mean, not that's um, over-exaggerating, but when you're blending it up, all that fruit, and it's highly, it's sort of like pulverized out of its fibers to sell and accessible to overfeed bacteria, spike your blood sugar. You're basically going to ride that roller coaster up and crash down and you're going to be really hungry. (laughs) And if you're white knuckling it to lunch, most of the time I find that clients are looking at each other at their office and going like, what are we ordering Postmates for lunch? Mm -hmm. And they're wanting these things like pizza or like something that's going to make them feel like their blood sugar is coming back up. So I tried to pull people off that roller coaster. And I did that with the Fab Four smoothie. I just sort of like rang the bell on that these were not health foods, that that these smoothies and, and juice cleanses were not probably great for you because it's just easily digestible sugar and how do we actually make ourselves feel full and how do we make a whole food smoothie? So the, what is in it is the fab four. So we pick a protein. Um, you know, I've used collagen, which is high in glycine, um, which is great for synthesizing new collagen inside your body. I've, I, I, 
have used bone broth protein. I've used beef protein, which I'm really obsessed with right now. A hundred percent grass fed beef protein from Sweden, which gives you all your branched chain amino acids. Plus 70% of the protein in there is collagen. Wow. It's a powder. It is. Wow. And the best part about it is when you take, when you try to get, um, beef protein, it, all it is, is boiling beef down with hot water Mm. and dehydrating it. Mm. So there's not a chemical process where if you look at like some plant-based proteins, you're talking about chemical extraction via hexane. And, um, you know, there are people out there that are like, oh, my plant-based protein is really clean and super good for you. And I, I had a whole lot of pea-based protein I was going to come out with and I was going to sell because I wanted everyone to, I wanted to include everyone and I wanted my vegetarians and my vegans to be a part of it. And what I realized getting pregnant was I didn't feel comfortable using it. And so if I didn't feel comfortable using it pregnant, why would I recommend it to people out there? Like you can make the choice to use that or hemp, hemp hearts or a natural whole food form of vegetable based protein. But if I were to come out with a protein, which I am coming out with a grass fed beef protein, because it's something that I that I can use. Bash has eczema. I can drink it now. Can't wait to try it. Yeah. We'll get you some. Don't you worry. Um, but you want protein. And what I was, what is in that smoothie is I just want 20 grams of protein. That's what the majority of of the studies out there show that like, that's when people start to feel full. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's what I was looking for. And what ended up, what, why the smoothie formula is pretty popular is if you think about it, I was working with clients who weren't having any protein their first meal of the day and they were still feeling hungry or they were having an egg, like one hard boiled egg. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Six grams of protein. Why? <laughs> like, I'm starving. Right. You know? So, um, so it has protein, then it has a healthy form of fat. So the formula is, um, your protein and you pick your, pick whatever protein fits your lifestyle fat. Um, I like whole food fat that comes with fiber, like avocado, almond butter, cashew butter, um, coconut, coconut yogurt, um, coconut butter, which sort of tastes like frosting mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've ever had it. So good. Yeah. Um, and then fiber like chia, flax, acacia. Um, someone wants to use cauliflower, frozen cauliflower rice. We have clients who use that. And then leafy greens, spinach, kale, arugula, basil. You could use herbs, whatever you want. But I'm just looking for that phytochemical content. That's the Fab Four. That's the basic Fab Four smoothie. What I say, if you're going to add fruit, it needs to be limited because if you're putting two to four cups of frozen fruit in your smoothie and pairing that with fat and pairing that with protein, it, it's, it's just not going to create the environment that you want. You're going to have the insulin release a pretty massive one. You're, you know, going to overfeed gut bacteria. You're going to have, you know, the increase in lipoprotein lipase and decrease in hormone sensitive or lipase and that's just going to put you in an environment where you're going to gain weight so if you want to make a smoothie and if you want to have fruit in it we need to keep it to what would be a traditional serving size so that's kind of my mo i love that i uh i find that when i put lots of fruit in a smoothie which i don't do but i find that when if i in the past when i'd had smoothies that were just loaded with fruit that's really when I, when a smoothie would make me bloated, you know, whereas I can, it's just like that, the, the fructose and the, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there are clients, yeah, there are clients I have that are even fructose intolerant and you can find out if you're fructose intolerant with a breath test. Yeah. And we have a limited capacity to digest fructose. I think it's something like 25 grams in the small intestine Yeah, and fructose is fruit sugar, essentially, you know, sweet fruits, especially tropical fruits, just loaded with fructose. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. And it's, it's something that I'm always like, I'm doing this smoothie challenge in the spar app right now. And it's all these questions are like, I'm going to add mango and pineapple. And I'm like, fine. But like full disclosure, if you're not keeping that in that serving size, you might have digestive issues. And by the way, my preference is fruit free or berries, things that are going to, I mean, like get the nutrients from the food that you're eating. And really, if we're trying to make a meal replacement smoothie, that's going to give you the nutrients you need. Like pick the fruits that are going to do that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on whey protein? Um, so it's funny because it, you know, dairy gets a really bad reputation, has a really bad reputation, but whey like beef protein is a really clean process. Yeah. When you think about making whey protein, you look at all the research it's been on whey protein, yeah. you know? So, um, I look at whey as being super satisfying. I've seen it with clients. I've taken them from one type of protein and put them on whey, even like my anti-dairy people and seen that smoothie work a lot better for them and see yeah. their, see the satiety, their satiety increase. Um, so for people that don't know, I mean, whey is a byproduct of making cheese, right? Curds and whey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I think, you know, as long as it's not uh, super processed, like you have the concentrate, which is going to have some lactose. If someone has a lactose issue, we probably am not going to use that. I like an isolate, but like a hydro isolate can have the effect of sugar in your bloodstream. Mm. But you'll go to GNC and people are like, hydro isolate is going to get into your muscles so much faster. But what they don't, and yes, you're going to have an increase in insulin when you eat a protein. It's a natural biological process. That's not the type of insulin dump I'm talking about here. But hydro isolate is highly processed. And I'd much rather have someone use an isolate than... Um, I'm open to a concentrate like moms and people sharing smoothies with babies and, um, a lot of OBGYNs will recommend just a complete clean grass fed concentrate. Hmm. Um, but most of the time it's an, it's an isolate for me that I'm using. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm a fan of whey protein isolate. I use it. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I exercise pretty regularly. I do to like get a, swole. You know, to get swole. <laughs> <laughs> try, try, I try hard, you know, in the gym. And so like, I want to make sure that I'm hitting like, I don't have a specific like number that I'm trying to reach, but I do try to prioritize protein. And like, whenever I feel like I've had enough protein, I try to just top it off a little bit with maybe like a protein shake, mm-hmm. um, either at the end of the day or before a workout. But I think whey is a great option. We, there are some, some downsides that we can talk about. You've already mentioned it's insulin and just insulin. The fact that it spikes insulin, you know, it's probably the most insulinogenic of Mm -hmm. proteins. Um, It's very rapidly digesting, but it's also unlike, I think many plant-based proteins, you don't have the risk of like heavy metal contamination. Um, It's, it's like the most bioavailable source of protein there is pretty much. I mean, it's like a perfect one. It's above beef. It's above. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's also some evidence that it can bolster like immune function, like that it supports glutathione production because it's got a, a decent amount of cysteine in it, um, which sort of like the backbone to glutathione, which is your body's like mother antioxidant compound. This is why I love you, Matt. Yeah. So I, <laughs> so I like, I get down with whey, um, yeah. but uh, not everybody's going to need it. But yeah, whey, I would, I would echo what you said about like whey isolate being sort of like the cleanest Just, in air quotes. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And I think, I, I mean, um, I mean, we both love Magic Spoon um, yeah. cereal <laughs> and there's a whey protein. And that's like a, you know, that's a good example of things that I'll bring in with clients where I'm like, okay, you want a grain-free tortilla or you want, you know, it's, it's to let them have a little bit of lifestyle around what is like the cleanest, most whole food diet. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think feeling full and getting enough protein really is, especially for women. And we sort of were chatting about this before the show. Um, a lot of times, I'm, I, I like I wrote this in my book. I'm like my next book. I'm like I'm like a salmon swimming upstream. Like I am the one like trying to get people to get back to protein and especially my female clients, I'll sometimes sit down with them and they've only had 35 or 40 grams of protein in an entire day. And I'm like, this, this is not only like helping you synthesize collagen in your body and neurotransmitters and, and, you know, prevent muscle wasting and it just make you feel good and satisfied and calm and less anxious. Like I just have such a benefit. I see benefit in weight maintenance by bringing their protein to a certain level. Like there was one study that I loved. It was, um, showing women taking women from 15 to 30% protein Mm. and what happened over 12 weeks. And the women who took their protein intake from 15 to 30% lost 11 pounds in 12 weeks of fat probably. Yeah. Yeah. And doing nothing else. And so it's, it's things like that where I'll look at that number and look at their body mass and no, I'm not telling you to have two grams of protein per pound of body mass. If you don't, you know, like you do a Pilates class once a week or something like that's not, that's me sitting down to like six or seven chicken breasts. Like that's not going to happen. But a lot of times I'm just pushing them to get them up to a level where they're either topping off their protein intake or they're feeling good and calm and, that's all it really takes sometimes. And so what's so interesting about the Fab Four smoothie back to that was that for a lot of these women who weren't even eating breakfast and then getting like a salad with quinoa and feta for lunch and maybe having like salmon for dinner, but not eating the whole thing. because they're, you know, just afraid, uh, bringing in something like a protein shake and getting their protein levels up and then seeing that, that satiety increase and, you know, burning away of fat happen. It's, it's just, no one is talking about it in my community. Like we can sit up here and talk about it. You, Chris Master, John, Mark Hyman, like pick your friends in the health and wellness space. But I'm, I, you know, I work with women who have a job in fashion and are getting their lunches, Uber eats or Postmated to their office every single day and trying to get a workout in and traveling for work. And, one day getting home and watching a Netflix documentary about how they should never have a piece of meat ever again. And then I'm on an up, like I am like climbing vigorously uphill to help them understand how regenerative farming is going to heal the world. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if you just consciously just like, like try to set a habit for yourself to prioritize protein, you know, whether it's like your next snack instead of reaching for like the chips or whatever, maybe some beef jerky or like a a hard boiled egg or and prioritizing protein in every meal. I feel like just that one single thing, you'll see a shift in your body composition towards a more positive state. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's like spontaneous, like fat loss, or maybe even like an increase in lean mass. Yeah. Just that one thing. I mean, that study that I'm uh, referencing, um, when they looked at, and when they looked at caloric intake, the women who lost the weight and women at 30% protein naturally ate, um, close to 450 less calories per day. Well, yeah. Like just spontaneously, not trying to eat less, just they felt full and they weren't starving. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I said one thing that I always say is that nobody overeats chicken or, or fish or steak. You don't overeat it because it's so satiating. Right. You know, it's not like you're, you, it's not like anybody's walking around guilty because they binged on chicken, right? No. Yeah. It just, it it can't happen. Like overeating protein is like a practical impossibility. Right. It's like, here's a whole piece of salmon and here's a pizza. We both could finish that pizza, but we get halfway through like that big piece of 
salmon and be like, ugh, that's Exactly. Protein's full, the best. Protein's but not best. bloated full. Yes. Exactly. Which is great. You mentioned Magic Spoon. Disclosure, it's a company We're that... Investing. Yeah, we uh, So it's a, it's a product that I tried completely independently. I was at a friend's house who um, his girlfriend is a type 1 diabetic. So they found that the keto diet really helps her manage blood sugar swings and reduce, you know, the reliance on exogenous insulin, all that stuff. And they had this like cereal sitting on the counter and I tried it. And what's unique about it is that the branding is all, it's like childlike designed to like bring back feelings of like nostalgia and whatever. And I was like blown away. It was like one of the few times that I literally went right to my phone and placed an $80 order to get like (laughs) two cases of this stuff. Right. And it's basically, it's a grain free, sugar free low-carb, keto-friendly, high-protein cereal with the explicit intent of, like, tasting, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Flakes and all these other, like, right. junk cereals that we grew up eating. And the f- and the sugar they're using is allulose, which is a fiber. Is it a fiber? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yes. that's, um, that's why it's so... Uh, that's why it's keto-friendly and yeah. not having that effect on yeah. blood sugar. Anyway, check yeah. it out. We, we, we both, that was my friend, John, my friend, John was like, Kelly, I think you need to try something. I'm going to send it to your house. And and then he was like, do you want to invest? And I'm like, my husband's going to be very upset because we don't own a house. And that would be me taking (laughs) money out of our down payment too. But here's the deal. I'd much rather invest in companies than turn around and get paid to, to promote and promote and promote and promote. A thousand percent. I, I am like, no, I'll put my own skin in the game. I will help you guys grow. I'll help you get the word out because if I could replace kids who are eating Frosted Flakes with this and we could get enough quantity to where pricing comes down for them and it's accessible to everyone and these yeah. kids starting their day with some protein versus processed sugary carbohydrates before they go to third grade, I'd like to make that happen for people. Yeah, so. yeah, a thousand percent. It's a better for you um, treat or snack or, 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 you know, you could even use, eat it as a meal. And I'm not going to say that it's a health. I mean, it's not salmon and spinach. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely not going to say that, but it's something that I, you know, if I want to, to, to treat my sweet tooth with something that's high protein, not going to make me feel crappy afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, check out magic. I'm Spoon. curious what your other things are that you do that with. Oh my God. Um, well, people always like, I think people have this like assumption that I don't, that I don't indulge every now and then, but like, you know, all, uh, you know, for a Hue Kitchen chocolate. Yeah. It's got great ingredients, but it's not dark enough that I would recommend it to people. But, yeah. some, you know, if I have it around, I'll, like, take a bite of it. Um, the other day I went to, or, like, this my, my favorite Thai restaurant in L.A. It's definitely not going to be as clean as, like, I'm sure that the salmon that I had was not farm-raised. I think once in a while it's fine to have those things. It's like I try to follow the 90-10 rule as opposed to 80-20. Mm-hmm. Um, no single meal is going to sway your health in any one direction, you know, positively or negatively. Right. It's all about the dietary pattern as a whole. I never bring farm-raised salmon into my house. I never bring grain-fed beef into my house. And 90% of the time when I eat out, I'm only eating, you know, I mean, most of the time when I eat out, I eat at the supermarket that has only, <laughs> you know. If you want to find Max, if yeah. you're visiting Los Angeles. Pretty <laughs> much twice a day. The store is called Erewhon. Erewhon, yeah. And I have <laughs> but no- it's actually so affordable for the quality. Well, you get a lot of value in terms of not just like the food, but portion control. Oh, yeah. Um, And the fact that like, you know, I mean, at this point, there's kind of a community there. And I have, I have like, no affiliation with the company. So I literally just go. I spend my own money. and Same. Yeah, and I get, like, 
Yeah, they have. It's like all the fish is wild. The beef is grass fed. They don't really use. I mean, in the vegetables and stuff, they don't use any grain and seed oil. It's all extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Um. So it's bomb. Well, and so Bash Sebastian, my son Bash, has um eczema. Um, he was given a dose of antibiotics after he was born. Uh, when they didn't know if something was wrong with him, which was like really hard and sad because I like didn't touch any chemicals my entire pregnancy mm. and they were like how's some antibiotics um but at that point in time i was like let's make sure my son is alive and okay yeah. and healthy um uh anyways he has eczema and, and i feel like erwan is like if i'm like let's go for a lunch date i like take him there and we split one of those little meals and i give him a you know a few bites or whatever and i feel really good about it like it's nice to know that there are options like that here but i'm in the same boat as you i think that there people can really stress out and i have clients who hermit and don't eat out with friends and it's a hard line because you want to you want to celebrate life and you want to enjoy and you want to try new restaurants and but you also you know, I don't know. You don't want it to be at the expense of your health, but there's also something to be said about the happiness that you get from connecting with community and sitting across the table. And so this is why I can't wait to have a house. Cause I'm just going to host dinners all the time. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I think when you're in these restaurants, I think it's, you can still do, you can still make an effort. You know, oh, it's like, it's absolutely. not that I'm not like, I mean, you can, you can still do the best that you can, I think. And you should, you know, yes. like when I go, when I went to the Thai restaurant, I don't get, rice on the side and still yeah. ask for like an extra side of steamed vegetables to soak up the Perfect. sauce whatever instead yeah. of the rice that yeah. works super effective um i don't get you know i'll never get anything fried or anything like that i mean those are just like you know that's like yeah. 101 yeah um but yeah i mean i think that there's you definitely want to live a little in yeah. the modern world you know yeah and it's funny because we love health, obviously, but a lot of my clients are coming to me and they are foodies or they're going to work dinners five nights a week. And we're just, that's what I mean. Like when I work with clients, I'm really just like managing that. Like sometimes I'll get a PDF menu that's like, help, what can I eat here? You right. know? And it's teaching them so that eventually there's a point where they can teach themselves and they know when they go to these restaurants, like I'm looking for instead of trying to be the person who gets the salad, which might be covered with a bunch of dried fruit and sugary dressings with a seed oil that they would be comfortable sitting down and being like, I'll have, I'll have, um, the bison steak or the lamb because the chances of that being a little bit cleaner and making them full and making them feel good is higher. Yeah. But they would have never ordered that before we sat down together. Well, I'm getting hungry. It's almost time for lunch. Yeah. We are, Pretty much out of time. I got one last question for you. Before we get to that, how can listeners connect with you on the internet? Uh, what are you promoting? Oh. Yeah. Um, promote well, promote my, what you want. Everything on social is at Be Well by Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, and my book series is Body Love and Body Love Every Day. Yeah. Uh, Body Love's been out for two years. And Body Love Every Day um, is being it's up for pre-order and shipping December 30th. Oh, damn. Yeah. I love that. Um, cool. Well, Kelly... It's always great chatting with you. Always great chatting with you too. Um, what does it mean to you to live a genius life? I think to live a genius life is to always hold yourself and your friends accountable to really be better people and connect as a community and a tribe versus competing. Uh, share knowledge, share in your ability to help other people, to encourage and, and elevate your friends. Um, this life is not, a com it's not a competition. It's this journey that we're on together. And if we can... And I like walk the line together. It's going to we're all just going to live better lives. Couldn't agree more. You're brilliant. Thanks for coming on. 
And to all you guys out there in podcast land, thanks for your time and attention. Be sure to share this episode of the show. Type your favorite quote, tag Kelly or I. We'd really appreciate you spreading the word about what we're doing here at The Genius Life. And I will catch you on the next episode. Peace.